pandemic got us into a reflective space and made us look inward to see what we can do for the world at large. As a self-expression coach, I became a catalyst for women and started Vani, a one-on-one -on -one coaching program for women on finding their voice, to speak up, to be visible. As a storyteller, I spotted there were many ordinary people amongst us leading extraordinary lives, making a difference to the world, and they needed to be heard. Thus was born You and I with Rashmi Shetty, where amazing personal journeys with their uniqueness and individuality are showcased. A reaffirmation of the fact, open your eyes wider, the world is far more beautiful when we acknowledge the presence of both you and I. Our guests today are Sushmita and Sudanshu, who are entrepreneurs and first-generation organic farmers who have sustainability and inclusivity as their purpose. While Sudanshu studied finance at Leeds University Business School and joined the financial sector initially, Sushmita had completed her master's degree from Tata Institute of Social Sciences and joined the workforce. Today, she too is a dedicated female farmer at Jaivik Jeevan Bhopal and an avid fitness coach. After living for 15 years in the metros and becoming part of the problem, they decided as a couple to become part of the solution providers. With an innate, ever-growing desire to work out scalable, nature-positive, profitable models built around nature, they founded Kalpavriksha Integrated Organic Farm and forward integrated and founded Jaivik Jeevan. With over four years of on-the-ground experience in organic farming and two years of successful organic food retailing, they have developed an in-depth expertise in building a pro-nature, scalable and profitable business. Having established a network of organic farmers and processes to establish authentic organic food traceability and regular organic food clientele, they aspire to continue to work on a profitable, sustainable organic farming and rural economy model with an established front-end demand and also help move 5,000 plus marginal conventional farmers back to regenerative and profitable methods of agriculture and pure food. Listen in as they share their inspirational journey and life lessons. For more details, you can visit their website www.jaivikjeevan.farm that is www.jaivikjeevan.farm F-A-R-M. Hi, Sudanshu. Hi, Sushmita. Welcome to you and I with Rashmi Shetty. Honor to have both of you who gave up such a beautiful career to do something even more meaningful. But before we get down to talk about what you're currently doing, I want to know what the lives of little Sudanshu and little Sushmita were all about. I had a quite a satiating childhood, I would say. There was always a sense of abundance in the house. So it was not materialistic abundance as such. 
it was like uh, there is a feeling of you have everything enjoy what you have rather than you know oh i don't have this or you know crying over something other and we lived in a joint family so that really helped because everything that came in the house was naturally to be shared between all the siblings all the brothers and sister in one of the class assignments i was asked uh, it's like how many brothers and sisters you have so i wrote six so when my parents teacher meet happened the teacher was very happy because you know usually the person writes the immediate sibling but i wrote like my fufa ka daughter and all of that because the sibling so it's a sense of being in one unit uh, was there always apart from that in terms of education or in terms of performance in the education i was pretty average till 10th class because maths was there in my curriculum and is a maths phobia as soon as the maths went out i became a gold medalist looks like that was the clock <laughs> that was something that was missing so i studied from bhopal then i went to sanjeevs bombay uh, to study political science there and then uh, i went from sanjeevs to tata institute of social sciences mumbai again and studied criminology uh both yeah so education wise it's very different than organic farming and uh another profession that i do but the beautiful part is sensevius also gave you that freedom to decide what you want to do, you know choose what you want to do understand what you want to do and this further gave you the total field exposure of how to understand how not being judgmental about something there's nothing called right and wrong you know so understanding communities and working with them rather than telling them what is good for them these are things which are very small things which we learn very innately from the beginning only from family to our colleges and then i started working with the ministry of health and family welfare with the hiv aids unit and that's where i started working with uh, uh, sex worker communities in west bengal and they taught me dude what are you man you know if somebody was illiterate uh and the, they are in the lowest man in the sense in terms of um, society wise they do not have a positioning but they created their community based organization and they have their bank accounts and they have their children going to school is like they gave me the power that you know ever you feel weak and ever you question your own ability remember where we came from and still what we have achieved so people communities that i worked with build it up give me the confidence and help me know that you know there is not one conventional way of living it's not i have to go to a job which is 9 to 5 save money buy a house have a child send him to a good school this this norm the normal way of life is not the only way to it's one of the way and if somebody enjoys it go ahead but you can take the unconventional path and that's where i um today working with sulanshu as mahila kisan happy enjoying my life learning every day with the nature and apart from that i also made my job to be a professional fitness coach and a nutritionist because i realized that when when it is really called the health is wealth it is actually health is wealth you know if you have health in in right perspective everything is good you will enjoy basi roti also but if you are not feeling good about yourself a best of taj pasta will also not make you happy so you know it's about health and so today now we are totally working on the field working with the community and you know very very happy touch wood to be here that's all from my end wow okay so that too <laughs> my my childhood was a little uh, quite different from what sushmita had and as far as i remember we were based in largely in vidisha my father was in police 
So he had he, he had a he had a transferable job. You know, we we were stationed in Vidisha and we were studying in in a local uh, convent school. So I I remember uh, my childhood was difficult because I faced a lot of challenges learning and you know writing and you know and then my my I remember my notebooks were full of you know less of uh, a graphite, more of red colors throughout the textbook and what the hell I mean what is this? But um, and I I faced tremendous challenge in uh, understanding why why we are going through this entire thing you know why we had to go to school why we had to read and write and all those things so those that logic was not clear in my mind when i was so young and uh, i think that was the base of everything that why i was facing so many challenges and i mean i had to i remember i had to repeat my uh, kg2 because uh, my teachers and obviously my parents felt that you know this guy I mean, you have to repeat. Otherwise, it's going to be very, very difficult. How he'll be able to cope, and eventually he'll probably fail in first standard. I mean, who fails in first standard, man? But uh, he'll fail in first standard, and you know, it'll be really bad. So why not just, you know, take him back a year? I think that was that was not the best thing that happened. Uh, I didn't uh, feel great about it, and uh, it remained like a trauma for a long time. And my reading and writing, I think, uh, I, I mean. There were no uh, doctors who can you can actually go to and talk to them and my parents were also not informed that there is a possibility of dyslexia also or any kind of learning writing disabilities maybe and i i really i mean it remained undiagnosed you know real schooling till up till certain class so my mother was also always uh, you know she had one thing very clear in mind you know after this standard you have to go to bhopal or maybe indore we moved to bhopal then from sixth standard i was in bhopal studied in one particular school, uh, campaign school, which is quite a nice school. I was there till 10th standard because I remember that I think it was around 6th standard that I decided that I have to, I, I want all, I'm like, I wanted to be businessman. You know, that was like maybe entrepreneurship or businessman, whatever you call that. I wanted to do something on my own. You know, that was clear then. And my mother told me, you know, the commerce is something that will, uh, that is, that is the best thing that you should be doing. But uh, commerce was not the good thing, you know. The bad people who go there, you know, that was a <laughs> that was a thought process around. And the maths and science, the best people go there. But whatever, I didn't care about it. So uh, I thought, you know, I have to change my school from tenth. I went to eleventh, where I met her. So then I think dots connected. Later on, after uh, years of trauma and pain, I realized maybe this was the reason because I had to go back a year. And then I met her in the same class, you know, and uh, you wanted to say something, Sushmata? No, I said it was destined. That's why you failed KG2. <laughs> Who fails KG2? <laughs> we were destined to meet. <laughs> so, I okay, it was, there's a bigger, right. bigger, bigger, always God has plans for you. <laughs> yeah, like we were, we were just chatting before you joined and I mean, we we're just chatting with man about the same thing and... And uh, I think from 11th, I think things started getting into uh, place and uh, I could learn a lot of things from Sushmita, the how to how to study, you know, and what is the smarter ways of studying. That really helped. I used to really get inspired from the way you, she used to study. And then I was like, I, then I used to slog my ass at home and I used to study like hours and hours together, like till four o'clock in the morning, then sleeping by maybe two two hours and then going back to school, meeting her again, you know, that happened. And I, I think our 
I think it was 11th, 11th only where we, you know, got into a relation. You know, yeah, it was it's a like a school date journey and together. But I think uh, Subhanshu and I have very different temperament as such. And that actually complements because Subhanshu thinks a lot, researches a lot. And um, he puts on things on place and I'll just come in. Why don't you do the second option? It looks good. You know, so there is a, uh, there is, so we are not a hasty decision maker, but it is a combination of somebody who does well research and somebody who takes just a decision that, you know, uh, take the second, we'll see what to be done. So I think that combination from school, which we began, uh, uh, we came together as, uh, as people and uh, uh, now the world has changed, but we committed ourselves to 11th only. It looks like we are compatible. We should get married. So it had we did had a, a long time of long term relationship also. I think these are all unknown uh, realities of the world now. Uh, but uh, but I think it was and every time we both took a decision, it was not pushed on each other. It was discussed. That's why you know when. Sudanshu decided to quit his job and take up a course of action which is very, very unconventional and both our families are not the farming families. Sometimes what happens is if Sudanshu's father had, was a farmer and he had a farming thing and he decides to quit and get into farming, I would say, say that there is an institutional memory in the house of how to grow game. Now this boy who has been from uh, MS Banking Finance from University of Leeds, Commerce, everything and job and suddenly he decides that he'll grow aloe vera. And I just told Sudhanshu, are you confident about what you're planning to do? And I know Sudhanshu is very, very nature conscious person. He doesn't like to socialize. I like to socialize. So if I know now Rashmi Ram is going to be in my part, like how are you? Let's catch up and all this. Sudhanshu will be very happy to meet you, but he might not even send you a happy Diwali. But he will love you <laughs> in his heart. <laughs> so I realized that he will be doing well because he's going to be close to nature. And um, so before we took this leap, because it was an important leap, we cleared all our loans. Chota, mota, ada, teda, whatever, you know. We never bought a house. We never bought a car. Extra car. You know, because when you are taking these kind of unconventional steps, the loan or the burden of debt or the burden of anything will keep you always strangled. And that's why we decided that, you know, we didn't have a kid also that time. So we have free births, you know, you, you succeed, fine. You don't succeed, then also fine, you know. At least you will never have this thing that, you know, so we wanted to take that unconventional path. I'm happy God was with us. And four years down the day, we had a kid also, who is now a budding farmer and a fitness trainer. <laughs> so happy to have him with us in the family. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful introduction about each other. And, uh, now, once you finished school, went into college, both of you decided to move to Mumbai very consciously. I think Mumbai was not something that we decided to go as such. I mean, the idea was to go into the best colleges of India. Dreamt of going to SRCC. Studied hard. We studied together and uh, we ensured that, you know, this is the aim that we, you know, best college, where it is, wherever it is. If so, you remember the India Today used to come, in India Today, the, the best colleges of India, now nobody reads them, I believe. But every three year, when every year they used to come with best colleges, arts, commerce, science. And we had the benchmark. This is the clear. So that's how it could have been Delhi, it could have been Bombay, but I'm glad it was Bombay. 
I loved it. Yeah, yeah, because that's a very vibrant city. Oh. So moving from Bhopal to a city as vibrant as Mumbai, which doesn't sleep, was it a culture shock at all, or you just took it like a fish to water? Uh, actually, the first day I reached there, uh, I was I reached at uh, uh, Lokmanya Terminus Pula, uh, and I realized. I had some <laughs> more expectation from it and I reached at 4.30 in the morning and suddenly somebody told me take the Lokmanya terminal train at 4.30 in the morning hardly I could leave, keep one leg in the train and I said what where did I reach <laughs> and we come from Bhopal so nothing to brag about but the houses are big the roads are empty it wasn't shocking but it was like like you know eyes wide open and you're like actually standing like in the if you sit as uh, if a bopali goes and stand at cst you know and every 30 seconds there is like a train coming zillions coming out and going somewhere you know and then the platform is again empty so it is a spectacular thing to see so me and my father actually stood there from lokmanya terminus to cst what is happening <laughs> so it was it was actually a different thing. bombay treated me and sudhanshu very well and um, we love the city, uh, but we love the city more in the student life. For me, it was it was more of a personality development place. Yeah. I was very naive. You do whatever your parents says. You do whatever your teacher says. This is good. This is bad. There is no gray. No, I was that kind of uh, good boy. I think Mumbai taught me so much. I think it made me so wiser that I could see a lot of things uh, through and through. Education was... Okay, but more than education, I think I, I could become a lot better human being, more smarter human being because we went to Bombay. Actually, uh, education-wise, uh, Xavier is what it taught us. You know, the teachers were great. Okay, but more than that, discipline in life. 8 o'clock in the morning, Bombay starts. The college starts at 8 o'clock. And the teachers will reach from Angheri, okay, or Borivili at 8 o'clock. And you are not reaching from Journey Road. So you feel ashamed of yourself. And then 120 people in a class and yet the teacher knows you. The dedication to work, uh, quality of work, whatever you do, every day matters. So, you know, you don't teach this in political science. It is the culture of the place that you taught us. And Bombay taught us there is no space for lethargy. There is no space for lackadaxical behavior. You have to be on the top of you, of your, you know, work. And I think that culture... From a Bhopali, which is a little lazy, we are lackadaxical to the best and we love it. So what I now enjoy is that I will have a quality time in my work and then I will just sleep with my dogs and not do anything about it. And I'm not afraid that I'm not doing anything about it. Okay, this is my time with dogs. <laughs> so I think it's a good mix that happened to our life. And I think it just happened by chance because mm -hmm. I, I got through Delhi University College and I got through Xavier's also. Uh, Sushmita got through Pune College, right? And uh, then I think in one of the lists, Sushmita's name came in Xavier's because Xavier's was a definitely better choice and she joined there. And for me, it was an evening college in Xavier's. So I decided not to go in Xavier's evening college. I joined Are Podda. Uh, then I had to change from Podda to HR College. HR College was a much better choice then. Eventually, we went to the best colleges of the country. That happened. But we never decided that we'll go to the same town, same place. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we were into a relation. So uh, it was, it happened, I think, again, destiny. So the universe definitely was planning it for you much better than you were doing it yourself. <laughs> uh, 
But what I liked, Sushmita, and what you said is the best of both cultures is what you're using now. When you finished your education, your graduation, what were the next steps that the city opened up for you? How did life span out for both? The beautiful part is that since we were in the best education uh, institution, they uh, paved the path for us. So uh, campus came naturally, uh, which was uh, lucky of us because we were not hungry for a job somewhere. This uh, gave that platform to fly. So, So all the hard work that you do in the school, it actually creates a pathway for you. So I always believe in small, uh, so I'm a great uh, thing of habit making, like you just have to see the next step. Just continue to do what you're doing, have a goal and you'll reach somewhere. I would say thank you to my parents uh, because they were never very pushy kinds, you know. So I never had an education loan in my head, you know, nothing, a pressure on the head, which was there. My father, single earner, he took care of me and my sister. And the culture of education. So that's it. This is the two question asked. And they're like, no, fine. Whatever you are happy. So I think a lot of credit goes to my parents of not creating the pressure. So when there's no pressure now, everything seems to come very easily to you. know. So when the campus placement came in, I got the first job and the best job. So I moved to Delhi with it. I think uh, Bombay was very kind uh, to give us that opportunity and that jump. And where I moved from one metropolitan Mumbai to another metropolitan New Delhi. And did you follow suit uh, Sudanshu to Delhi as well? No, I, I didn't. I wanted to go abroad, study finance. So during the course, I uh, when I was in Mumbai, I, I finalized that, you know, finance is something. I, I really loved economics. I was doing better in it also. And and finance was something that really attracted me. So I did a lot of research with my seniors and juniors together. And uh, we used to spend hours together, which is the best college, which is the best course. We used to contact a lot of the alumni of different universities. Again, which are the top universities of different places and all blah, blah, blah. We did that. And then um, I, I uh, applied for several universities in UK and Australia. And finally, I zeroed down to Leeds University Business School. I went to uh, I went there and studied MS Finance and I'm so glad I went there and I think that was the first time I was I was uh, not with her I'm 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 usually a lost person I mean I I'm, I'm driving and I'll go somewhere else and, and I'll probably lose lose track of uh, which road to go because I'm I'm I think I'm most of most of the time dreaming and thinking you know this is the way you know you can do things that way and I keep losing track but uh, Leeds was something that. That there was a place, and you know, I did everything right from the scratch, and I now and it was my decision to go there. And when I went there, then it was amazing because right from the beginning, alone there, making a lot of friends, friends for life, you know, spending amazing time there and studying uh, like hours and hours, whole night and day together, learning amazing new things, books, the way the teachers were. I mean, fabulous teachers, fabulous infrastructure. I think the way you should think and analyze things, analytical thinking came from Leeds, which to an extent, Sushmita hates it because I keep analyzing everything. Okay, okay, this is this way and this is this way. So maybe this is this way and this is... So she hates me on that way. But I, whenever we take any decision eventually, the decision is, is rock solid with a lot of knowledge and we know why we are doing and what we are doing. So that always helps. So that happened. But here I'm curious of one thing. Sushmita was always a very social person, friendly person. So there's never a problem. But for somebody like you who was pretty quiet, uh, to move first to Mumbai itself was a culture shock, you said. 
but how did you find yourself and how did you open up in a city like that which is so full of people you know like for somebody who comes from a space where he likes his own company to be pushed in the midst of crowds and still stay and enjoy solitude is a choice how did you open up bloom to be a person who then went on to leads and uh, managed yourself i think it was it was not easy it was difficult and uh, i saw that the world was very very different before that we never used to even uh, demand any pocket money or used to spend anything in bhopal i mean 20 rupees minimum 20 rupees you have to give me every day i'll have one samosa and i like <laughs> if, if i'm getting any money from my parents or any relative i'll just take it and put it somewhere you know say okay now i have this much now i i'll keep saving it keeping it in one place and i never spent on Uh, anyway street food and me never goes together and sushmita is just the opposite mumbai was definitely difficult first year was uh, very troubled because i couldn't just understand what's going on everybody was so rushing everywhere and there barely any friends you know there are more of acquaintances and i had my share of troubled times during first year or second year uh, largely first year then from second year start things started you know stabilizing and i could get a hang of it and from there i started becoming a bit more smarter eventually leading to uh, you know changing my, my place where i was staying changing my school um, uh, college where i was studying then i was managing the entire hostel because people thought he this guy is more you know uh, honest and and he he'll be able to take care of things better uh then there was a time i changed a lot after that i i don't think i we look back at all no it makes logical sense because uh, usually transitions and metamorphosis takes time and for yeah. somebody like you definitely yeah. takes longer especially when you move from a very lovely quiet city with less people to a city that has people all around you all the time and you don't even know where they come from and you went to leeds sushmita you went to delhi now from the city of dreams you go into the capital city of the country was the shift easy for you so i think as you said i'm pretty social you put me i'm a water if put me anywhere i'll go <laughs> you know i'll manage uh, i'll merge uh, but i would say that uh, from bombay and i would say this kind word from bombay bombay was uh, um, you know it has an impression of being harsh but it is actually not you know it is a very very kind city and i have met the kindest people there so i would uh, go back to bombay once and i knew that you know i had classmate called chetna her mother was like full time into a bank job and um, then also on sunday she decides to cook for us and send it and she used to come to elfiston station saying that yaar wahan pe platform badalne ki zarurat nahi hai tu idhar se aa ja mother se aa jaati hai i'll just give it to you and i'll get into a train and i realized that you know somebody who has a sunday to themselves only decides you know somebody who is away from home and yet you know come up and help the other person and do not even mention it's about it like dabba diya and chala gaya like not even creating that um ha kitna effort mara maine so i and then you know i met to another person who gave me a a lead to a hostel and Mm, uh, just on records, off records, you know, my my parents have seen Bombay as one of those where bomb blast happens or a communal thing, and they're certainly dropping their seventeen-year-old to a city there, and they have no idea what. And my parents have never seen Bombay there, 
And then another person comes to her where I lived in the hostel in Bombay Central, which is predominantly a, a, a different place altogether in the world. And he says that, don't worry, auntie, if there's any problem, you must go to your house. You know, so I have, and these are all the things that has gone into me now. It's a part of my DNA, myself. You know, in a troubled time or in a normal time, be kind to the other person. You know, put yourself into that person's shoes and realize that, you know, this kind word that don't worry, auntie, I will take her to the home. My home is just 60 kilometers away. And from here, so Bombay, it actually makes us emotional as we think about that place. I moved to Delhi and Delhi was a different place altogether. <laughs> I think Delhi is nice. Mumbai has a sense of association. Mumbai mera hai. There's a sense of belongingness to that. Delhi, people from all places thrive. And somewhere there's a lot of friction that is going on, you know. So, for example, in Bombay, I was sitting in Chorney Road one day. And that time I had a habit of pair phalake batnega because I came from Bhopal, more space. You know, a train come, comes out and then a man can run and he toppled because of my leg. And I said, shit, man, here we are, ladai karega. But he doesn't say anything, he goes on. Because I realized that he has not, no time for me and himself also to fight with me. But here I'm come to Delhi, thoda parking space, thoda sa jaga, thoda sa wo, and there's a constant tension which is going on. But then you become a part of the tension also. So you like, you are also like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I've created one little space I call myself. I was the eighth passenger on the seven-seater. So I kept my little ass like Mary Jaga. If somebody moves out, I will move it. I lived in Delhi also 11 years. And I loved it. I think thoda sa initial part of it was difficult. But once you get out of it, the momos and the golgapes sail you through. <laughs> yeah, talking about food and going back to Sudanshu. So once you completed Leeds, Sudanshu, did you continue working there? And did Sushmita come and meet you once in a while? When did the two of you get married? I, I just always wanted her to come down to the UK and, you know, maybe we could have, you know, stayed together, you know. Uh, maybe she could have, you know, studied there. You know, even even now, I tell her that, you know, it's such an amazing place. You know, you should, once in a life, you should go and study in these beautiful, amazing research-based universities that you love it. But, but she was like, Desh, you know, I'm not going to leave my country. You know, my country is, I have to, you know, make changes. I have to do this and I have to do that. I was like, okay, that's nice. But, you know, <laughs> but uh, never mind. She never, she never came down. And then eventually I came down. As soon as my education got over, we I got back to India. I, I got a job in uh, ICC Lombard, worked there as a health insurance and writer. So my, my my initial career got shaped through my bosses and my team where I was working and I had amazing experience there. Um, amazing analytical skills, the how things done and and again Lombard, uh, I says Lombard is an organization which gives you so much of freedom to do so many things. I mean, uh, you know, there, there'll be a lot of people who will tell you that, you know, they're bombarding you with a lot of work. That is one way to look at it. But I think my initial uh, two years of uh, work there, I mean, amazing. I mean, the kind of work we got right from basic data entry to or maybe reading uh, different insurance uh, journals, innovating a new product, scoping a new, scoping that kind of technology that will help us help the clients to understand more about insurance and the deductions and everything. So that was largely, and value-added services and insurance was added then, and I was heading there, and it was a fantastic journey there. Fantastic journey, fantastic career. 
and Sushmita here in Delhi is enjoying herself. So you moved to Delhi, is it, from Leeds, uh, Sudanshu? No, I, I went to Hyderabad. Oh, okay. And uh, when did the two of you get married? We got married thrice. <laughs> yeah, married. it's actually the spices that uh, we got married thrice because of the, all the... So Sudanshu belongs to a Brahmin family. I belong to a Bengali family. I'm a total carnivorous. I am a free person in my mind, <laughs> but I think that's not what expected out of a conventional uh, daughter-in-law. And so uh, there were problems, uh, difficult. My difficult parents had a lot of reservations. I mean, they were like, you cannot get married to anybody other than a Brahmin. <laughs> and they always knew, I mean, we never hide, I mean, we yeah. never yeah. even attempt to hide anything right from 11th standard. Because it was like, I mean, we were not doing anything wrong. I mean, we really liked each other and uh, and, and we we had no idea what is caste. Yeah, yeah, that's the beautiful uh -huh. part of it because Sudhanshu and I never knew, like in a sense, because uh, caste was never discussed in the family as such. You know, it's like education, socialization, we didn't know till we came to marriage that, oh, this happens. Both parents so, were like, yes. Brahmin, 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 whoever it is. I mean, you be it love marriage or religious marriage or whatever marriage, it has to be Brahmin. I was like, no, oh, it's not going to happen, you know, it's done. It took a lot of time. My parents wouldn't even discuss about it. We had troubled times, you know, years, years, painful times. But, but we stood by each other. And, yeah, uh, we stood by each other. We were clear about it. Either we are going to marry together or maybe not married at all. Yeah. Even then we are together. Okay. okay. And the resolute two of you, I'm sure your parents gave in. So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we uh, I came back to Bhopal and Sushmita joined in. Uh, so Sushmita is, was still working in Delhi. Mm -hmm. So I joined in a, a educational institute in uh, Bhopal. I was taking care, I was the treasurer there. And uh, Sushmita later came in to, to get married. You know. mm -hmm. So uh, 2012, first we got married in January. Uh, January because uh, one of my, my, my elder, Alice Tauji was, uh, was not keeping well. And, and my parents... Said, suggested that, you know, if you want to get married, get married now. No. Otherwise, you know. And But they were not supposed to be in the marriage. They were like telling me, that, do, do, if you want to do this, do this. Anyways, we are not coming into your marriage, you know. And then nobody came. But, and then uh, Sushmita's parents arranged the entire wedding and everything very nicely. It was, it happened on 11th Feb. So there was, a, again, my parents had a very, it's not that my parents also had an open arm to Sudhanshu, let's be honest with it, because the resistance that we, they could see, yeah. and they had seen their daughter, that, you know, free bird, enjoying their life, you know, going to a very conventional, strong... Um, then my father was a policeman, then yeah. my, my family comes from Gwalior, like, yeah. very close to Chambal region. So, so yeah, they also had the reservation, but then one day, my parents just asked me, are you sure about this? Are you sure about this guy? Is he going to make you happy? Is he going to keep you happy always? I said, I am sure about it. Okay, let's go. My sister had played an important role because she said to my mother, you don't need a good uh, marriage. Uh, you need a good life partner. So what happens on the 12th, uh, you know, February, 14th, February, doesn't matter the day of the marriage. It will matter if the man stands by her, then it's what people help me. So I must give it to Sudhanshu. He stood in front of 1,000 plus guests alone. One man. Yeah, so, so no, no friends. I have, there, there were a couple of friends, yes. 
friends but as such family so it talked a lot about his character and my father was like he was like okay you know this man will stand by my daughter because if he could stand by such an important event all by himself without anybody standing by him he was he knew that this is the right guy so he is happy he hangs out with sudanshu wow and then my, my mother gave him and then she said okay then they organized another wedding So one year later, I got married again. She had to spend it unnecessarily extra. Mm. And then we had a destination wedding. Can you believe it? I said, "Arey, tabi kalle the." Okay, so it made up. It made up for everything. <laughs> yeah, it did. So actually, we went to a hill station in Madhya Pradesh, only hill station called Pachmari, and she took everybody. We booked the best resorts there. She got everything done. and i said that man you know she she really made up for all the years uh, but of course <laughs> okay so right at the beginning sushmita you said that uh, aloe vera and nature and all of that uh, sudanshu just match up very well so sudanshu when did nature call you for you to give up a very beautiful corporate career a wonderful life that had just begun to get so close and literally get your hands dirty how did you take that decision i think i mean right from the beginning of this podcast i mean we were talking about how destiny you know takes shape i remember uh, when we were in vidisha and again the same phase where i was not able to study properly and all those things and we used to travel a lot in my father's jeep from one place to another you know when so we we used to travel this villages and all and and we i could see a lot of uh you know cows buffaloes and then uh, uh, i remember i had uh, maybe in two opportunities i could keep you know hiran uh, with me for a week or so right in the beginning i was like i felt very comfortable with animals comfortable with fewer people around absolutely happy with around trees and when i got married we happened to go to lot of tracks Uh, we went we went to lahol spiti and and we i think we have not uh, we haven't missed any trek around bhopal we have gone like extensively and wherever we plan on going any vacation or holiday or anything it is always around nature and i think when we were working in delhi uh, it struck us that you know uh, there is something why not we do something and and shape our lives around what we really love and that was nature and then there were a lot of things happening sushmita got ill in in delhi and and it was uh, it was a very weird uh, headache that she had and uh, it was reduced that you know it was happening because of the pollution in delhi and uh, then we also so we were like so always uh, you know not at ease to see so many uh, cars around so many people around i mean delhi is super plus with human beings you know Uh, another uh, moment was when we uh, saw that heap of you like mountain of waste not too far from our uh, okla office all those things connected and we we felt that this is not the life we should be continuing with and we we felt that the kind of you know carbon footprints we had the kind of pollution we guy used to add to the city and and then we felt that you know how fortunate we have been because we got the best of education even what we are doing is was really nice but i think the calling was different and we wanted to do we are part of the solution largely and not to crave about you know 
why you know every year you have to uh, look for increments of that 10% or 12% and then you have to make that kind of sales you know get that kind of maybe a swanky car or maybe a, a beautiful house that you would would have probably dreamt of i think there is no end to it i mean you you get a tesla then then is probably a rolex someday and then there is a a, a toyota and maybe tomorrow a, a, a bmw i thought there is no uh, end to it i think it was very conscious and gradual process where we could decide that this is not we will would like to do and uh, during that research we happened to i mean i always knew there was something called as organic farming and organic products but uh, during that research i could understand that organic farming is really interesting uh, like sushmita mentioned in earlier that we avoided taking any kind of loans you know which create that kind of pressures because if you take a house loan you are done for 20 years even if you want to if you if even if your soul wants to get out and go to a jungle and live there you cannot because sbi is sitting on your head you know emis rules you every single day and those emis will decide what you will do and how your future will be and we were like no i mean banks cannot create your future at least that i have studied in finance you know so we we thought let's create a model of our life where we don't have to depend a lot on other things i mean uh, our atmanirbhata kind of stuff you know where we we could probably live in a on a farm we have a solar energy we we create a cob house we grow our own vegetables you know few uh, other things and maybe do consulting through that place and we travel to different place and we'll just consult we'll be consultants you know and maybe utilize our skills accordingly but we will not be dependent on all those things so we were working on that phase and uh, we we happened to see organic farming we learned about it researched about it and we started our farming with aloe vera and moringa and that that to organically i think now when i see i mean i'm i'm sitting on the farm right now and when i when i imagine what the kind of step i had taken in 2018 when i see our pictures of the farm and we working on the farm i i miss a beat and see thing dude <laughs> you you had a lot of courage i mean we had a lot of courage to do this i mean sushmita i was i was definitely had a lot of information more than sushmita had and i i knew what i was doing but uh, for sushmita to let me do that not knowing what exactly this guy is doing i think that is huge i i would have not done that i think initially sushmita <laughs> if i can just come in here uh, you had said that uh, sudanshu does a lot of research while you just come look at it quickly read through and say nay let's not do one let's do plan two this entire research that he had done on organic farming now sudanshu a clarification here you were in a corporate job sushmita had her job things were going smoothly and you saw piles of dirt everywhere around you and what was your step your step was we are going to live in a small place which is going to be self sufficient and sustainable close to nature because i loved living with animals and can coexist with nature as close as possible so it was on a very individual plane that you set out on this journey and we'll do consulting from wherever we are in the from the farm place with all the technology to assist us is that what it was largely it was uh, on an individual level and i i wanted to understand how it is done really yeah. on on a paper it looked fine yeah but it was let's let's try and do this it looks very interesting and we we can do this and uh, i think yes it was largely individual so when i 
say individual level, I mean, we both are in sync together. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Smita, what gave you the courage? Like, here is somebody who's come back, who has a good career, you're having a good career, and he suddenly says, you know what, let's move to a farm, <laughs> let's live a self-sustaining life, grow our own vegetables, use solar power, and uh, that's it. You were okay with it? I would say that uh, I want want you to be happy. If your partner is not happy, then you also are not happy. The whole idea is that compatibility comes from happiness of each other. And this is not just words or something like that. Because when I see that, you know, a person has a potential to be doing what he wants to do. And we do not have such dreams of buying something or, you know, accumulating something. So might as well take the risk. What's the big deal? We fail, we fail. But at least he'll be happy doing what he's doing. I'm very uh, easy person to be with. You know, I don't need so much of life. I would like a good meal, a little bit of exercise. I love my dogs, my kids. So it doesn't matter if it is in a village, if it's in a Gurgaon ka plush um, mall. I can go in a metro. I love a squat view. I do not take too very seriously in terms of that. I knew whenever Sudhanshu takes a decision, he takes a decision very consciously. It's not a hasty decision. And, you know, put the resignation. He's not drunk and writing a resignation. He's researched and writing a resignation. So I knew that, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. I continue to be in the job for some time uh, as he was settling down in Disha. And when she decided that, you know, he knows what he knows. Because we need to be practical in life, you know, because there are expenses to handle. There is a life to run on. And so we decided that, you know, I'll, I'll be the torchbearer and, you know, I'll continue to do. I used to come in the weekend. My boss was kind enough to give me a work from home for one week and one week from Delhi. And life moved on. So I think when you take a leap of faith, the toughest things become start getting easier. You know, you can't even imagine help So he decided and when I spoke to my boss about it, that he was like, very nice, very nice. Let him do it. You continue to work if you want to. I'll So the company flew me in and out. What more do you want, you know? Yeah. So I think courage is very important. You know, yeah. take that leap of faith. Take half the courage and half the belief that when you difficult decision, God will make path for you. You might not be able to see it, but take that step, take the next step, take the next step. So that's how I decided to be with Sonanshu and not to make him scared that what will happen to our future, where my children will go. You know, today the women start thinking before uh, conceiving only where the child will go for education. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I am seeing now we have a 10 month old uh, kid with us and he's socializing with all the helps that we have. The bhaiya log who works in the farm, the loving way they take the son and you know, the way he is plucking the tomato from the thing and eating it directly, not washing it. It gives a lot of stuff. Like, okay, <laughs> we don't have to worry about the education bit of it. I think the nature will be the best teacher we have. That's uh, true. And courage, like you said, is one step at a time. That's all it is. That leap of faith and one step at a time. So Sudhanshu, coming back to you with this solid backing that Sushmita was giving you and the research that you had on hand, how did you move from that step of, okay, my family to the people around, the space around me? How did you move into organic farming at a bigger space, using the community around you? How did all this happen? I think uh, initial six months, 
I was just trying to understand how, maybe, you know, how, how do you prepare nursery? How do you uh, irrigate plants? You know, what to do when pest comes? Because we were doing organic farming, so things were all the more uh, difficult. And uh, the knowledge was not uh, so easily available, you know. And there is no uh, straight answer to any challenge that you face. Even now, there is no not many straight answers. I mean, we could keep learning every single day. I think we with aloe vera and moringa that we started doing, uh, moringa came out very nicely. And I was surprised to see a plant can grow that fast and so beautifully. Even today also we have uh, its picture and it was very, very satisfying. But then whatever you see on YouTube and whatever people tell you even during the paid training session claiming that they are experts that is not how things are always because there are consultants who are teaching you something on the hindsight now i see that you know those were the people who had not really grown those things themselves and they really don't know how to do farming <laughs> i think we realized this initial six seven months we had a spare part of land which was available to us and there was the place where we we want we could have done uh, anything yeah. and uh, the the spare land that we had on the farm uh, all the farmers around us suggested you know why don't you do a paddy on this land it was about five acres of land and uh, i had absolutely no idea what is paddy you know i knew rice but i don't know what is paddy i was that ignorant then and again uh, we did our, our bit of research we spoke to people we went online and everything we did and I was told that you should not be doing paddy organically. You know, I was told very, very clearly that you should not be doing organically. It is not going to reap anything. Your money will be lost and you will be lost and everything will be lost. When I did the math and I tried and understand what kind of investment is needed and all those things, I think let's go ahead and do it. And I think Vishwita also helped me clarify a very fundamental thing about uh, what we are doing now is I think we were on a, on a road where we had to decide where which way we will be going. Uh, and whenever I do get confused, and I do get confused often, and I go and talk to Sushmita and discuss, this is one option and this is second option, and I'm confused about which one to go with. And if I get a very uh, reasonable answer that connects my dots, then I am sure that, you know, okay, go ahead, let's do this. So I was like, Sushmita, you know, there is a possibility of doing organic paddy and there is a possibility of doing chemical-based paddy. I don't know which one to go ahead with. And uh, then I tell, then Sushmita is like, how, you know, what is the difference? So I tell her that, you know, this is the difference, that is the difference. And uh, so, so she'll not talk about money. She'll not talk about what kind of investment will go, what kind of return will come, what kind of production and blah, blah, blah. She's like, why you are doing farming? So I tell her that, you know, I'm doing farming because of these things. And then the nature comes in. Then, then birds, birds I love, totally love, you know, animals, everything. Then Sushmita is like, you are doing organic farming so that you are not damaging their ecosystem, right? And when you are doing chemical farming, you will be damaging their ecosystem, right? So she's like, why do you want to do chemical farming? Well, absolutely perfect. Because my finance brain comes in and says, dude, if you do organic farming, your money will be lost. You will not be able to sell it. What you will do? If I am doing chemical farming, Sushmita tells me, no, this is the reason you took this life-changing decision. You know, so she makes me, help me to focus on those things. And that is, that is absolutely fantastic. And there was the time when decided, do we are going, whatever we are going to do, we are going to do whatever suits nature. You are not going to go against it. It's going to be pro-nature, whatever you call it, uh, you know, organic farming, natural farming, blah, blah, whatever. So that, that was the time we decided, whatever the money is, whatever it is, we'll go with organic farming. And we started doing paddy. And ma'am, I tell you, the, the beautiful crop and absolutely amazing. The production was fantastic. And the people around us were like, what? <laughs> organic farming? Paddy? Uh, this, this guy who have absolutely no knowledge about it 
came up with such amazing crop the crop looked fantastic super healthy it was free from diseases where our uh, neighboring crops had diseases our investment was not that high moreover i was like i am not going to sell paddy uh, and going to mandi and sell it there i am not going to do that criminal offense i decided i will take this and 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 keep it with me and see what to do and i'll share it with few people and let's see what happens and people just loved it i'm mean, the kind of aroma it had people absolutely loved it we sold at a premium price there were several repeat buyers and we were sold out in maybe 5 6 months whereas usually whenever you take a harvest of uh, uh, paddy and if you convert it to rice you have to keep it for a year at least in our case it it came out so well then even if you cook now it will be cooked properly it will not be soggy at all and paddy is not an easy crop to grow those 5 6 months spending on uh, inside those pools of paddy you know uh, ma- maintaining that schedule of spray no consultant with you supporting you or telling you what to do what not to do and um, uh, you know manage here and everybody coming together and working on it and figuring out what to do what not to do and the different challenges that comes in and i, I think every everything fell in place nicely the monsoon was right and uh, imagine this thing you know we were standing almost 4 uh, 4 feet deep into water inside the paddy pool and we have like 7 to 8 feet long cobra floating around us you know hunting for fishes inside those pools and we were absolutely comfortable i never felt scared a bit and neither our uh, team felt scared a bit and we could do it very nicely and everything went well there was there was the first crop that taught us how to do farming and why we were doing organic farming those fundamentals got cleared up and from there things were sorted and those clients who bought that uh, rice they become our permanent client you know they said okay send me more then they were like do you have uh, wheat then they were like do you have vegetables do you have flowers do you have daliya do you have pulses i thought okay now this is the model that we are going to be and we are going to be direct d to c into organic farming we'll produce we'll process and we procure from the farmers whom we really know they are doing good work and we'll sell directly to our clients we gathered our thoughts together and our business was stable uh, we did our trials of selling our stuff to different different people all over before starting a organic store and we started organic store in 2020 january and uh, everything went well since then i mean uh, covid was definitely a time where uh our sales grew you started in 2020 in Sorry. the pandemic you started so our organic store started in 2020 farming started in 2008 so here was sudanshu logical brain logical thinker finance guy getting into an emotional decision of getting down to nature and literally getting your hands and getting close to her where did the two meet sudanshu how did you balance Thanks to Sushmita, how did you balance the two, your logic and your emotion? A difficult question to answer, honestly. I really don't know how it got balanced. I think let me go back to the sixth standard where we, I, I had always plans of doing business, but had no clue what I'm going to do. Whatever the models or whatever the businesses I saw around me, I just couldn't feel connected with it. However, uh, when I saw organic farming. i always call it as a win win situation when you see all the all the microorganisms living inside the soil so when you when you go with nature they are happy when you are not putting any chemicals on the soil their families are expanding uh, the worms that live inside that soil they are happy they live nicely uh, below the soil the crop that you grow 
above the soil that is eventually more resistant and stronger when you focus on uh, native seeds they will not demand too much of fertilizers or pest management things you know if if the, if the system is established everything will happen on its own the technology is al- always there you know the nature has done its bit long time back it's just us human who just meddle with it and you know damages things and they say okay this is a problem let me solve it you know this, this is quite full the native seeds will do its own thing they they are drought resistant they are they, they can manage a lot of uh, excess rain also to a certain level they are pest repellent they, they don't get damaged so quickly so all those things are there now when you when you harvest those seeds the fruits of those seeds you you pack it and sell it to your clients and you know take it fresh to your clients the clients are happy it is nutritious it is it is tasty uh and and it's coming and directly from and directly from the farmer uh directly from the educated couple who who knows what they're doing they're happy and, and and they also don't mind paying a premium for that and people who are working on the field the entire team who's you know working on the field uh, supporting this mad guy who's sitting on the field and saying we'll not use urea dap or pesticides and those people also see the results you know yes this can be done you know this is possible and if you see the entire chain everybody is happy the entire chain is full of value addition that also makes financial sense so i think this is a very beautiful uh, uh where uh, where innovation where uh, emotions where uh, bottom line everything comes together and i think this is a very unique place where everybody is happy now here you are so beautifully balanced with it all and uh, i love the way you connected it and said at the end everyone is happy everyone in yeah. the chain is happy right from nature to the humans who are consuming it and you in between both of you in between who are providing it 2018 you started 2020 is when you started your store and 2020 was also pandemic well the whole world went into a reflective space you started a store and what did the pandemic teach you pandemic taught us i think a lot of things first of all we could we could see that uh, both of us very courageous again uh, when there were a lot of people who wanted to just go back to their home and just uh, you know uh, shut their doors and they decided not to do anything you know until as they know what what's going on and i think uh, we uh, as jivik jivan was recognized uh, by the government and our name appeared in on different newspapers that these are the people who are providing organic vegetables across the city we got uh, amazing amount of demand throughout i mean entire period and from all different places all those people who heard of organic and who, who never knew about organic I and mean, everybody just you know okay. called it and uh, ma'am most of the people most of these people were amazing even dur- during the pandemic those people used to invite us uh, uh, you know invite us to have some food or uh, whatever tea or coffee or whatever and uh, there was the first wave was a time where people were really really scared and they were not aware how it is going and um, our our delivery team uh, you know their family pressures and everything so they also dropped out so it was just me who was delivering and uh, often sushmita used to accompany me and delivering the stuff we used to you know pack uh, stuff at home uh, get get stuff from the farm to bhopal 
you know, uh, you know, prepare everything, pack it, put it in our car, uh, and uh, deliver it to uh, different places across Bhopal, driving hundred kilometers maybe in a day, in 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 the in different different places in within Bhopal itself. I had very few people on the road, so I loved it that way. <laughs> And uh, meeting different people, uh, you know, taking stuff to different corners of the uh, city was very good. And 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 we both, now I, I see the back that, you know, we were not scared. But in second wave, uh, again, we were doing very well. Our, our business was doing very well. But uh, we, uh, ent our entire family got ill with COVID. So we had to stop operations for a certain time, right? And because of that, our farm also suffered because we were not able to visit the farm. So there were a, a reasonable period of about 8-10 months we were not doing any sales. That happened. Even in first COVID also, there was a there was a reasonable uh, time period where we couldn't deliver stuff. That also happened because because the, the chain at the farm broke and we were not able to manage things that way. But uh, I think I'll just come here. It was yeah. not just uh, the financial losses that we had. <clears throat> You know, but it was also COVID again taught us nothing is going to be permanent. You know, you might make plans and all of that, you know, the nature or the world or whatever it is, you know, the superpower will decide what will happen. And again, I would say that having a calmer mind, not having financial pressure, not having that kind of the Excel sheet, uh, uh, the goals that you have to achieve help us, you know, okay, you know, step back. If we have to step back, there's no point of fretting over it. You know, we'll see what needs to be done once the pandemic uh, gets better. It's just that, you know, we wanted people to be safe around. Whatever we could do from our end, we did our part of it, uh, reaching out to. So COVID infected uh, people also, we reached out to them. We didn't uh, like touch hard and hug them. But, you know, we did not shy away. The, we, the people used to tell that we are COVID positive. We don't sell Nadiol Pani. Na. It's like, and we like, you know, dude, if think about it, I was on the other side. So it was Bombay, you know, the teaching of Bombay that came back, you know. If you can help, why not? You know, you're going that side. Might as well take that Nadiol Pani for the COVID patient. And just be like, you know, uh, uh, I have only cash. So we're not transacting. It's like, you're not running away anywhere. You know, just keep the money. Whenever we can take it, we'll take it. So... You know, you went beyond money. You went beyond your financial losses. You went beyond, you know, what will happen now? Next quarter, how will I survive? How will I pay so many people? The beautiful part is like, take it. Let it, let the storm pass. And we will see what needs to be done. So I think uh, that is because we have already, uh, to somewhat evolved ourselves into a karma being before COVID itself. And that really helped when the people were losing jobs and all of that. We like hum to bhai aise bhi jobless hai. Hum bhai kaise? So, Sushmita, here what I wanted to ask you, especially was, you are managing a home, kids, your uh, dogs, your cats, along with the farm in Sudanshu. So, how did you balance yourself? What was your takeaway from COVID? So, I think um, uh, I just took a day at a time. Uh, and I did not get too scared of what's the uncertainty, you know, because uh, uh, when you are have a fearful mind, all negative thought comes into your mind. What happens there? What happened if my parents get it? What happened there? Like, we will be safe. We will be cautious. You know, whatever protocols need to be followed, we'll do it. And then we'll see. So uh, uh, just a day at a time helps. 
and uh, that kept us going and we decided that you know whatever is possible whatever is feasible we'll keep doing it and i think uh, we did it and uh, again uh, what else is that you know when the staff did not turn up pressure or whatever sudanshu and i do not have that ego of you know what institution we come from what packages we had if you have to deliver you have to deliver what's the big deal about it you know so now i know aunties also i know their dog's name also you know so it is said that you know if you want to have a centenarian life live 100 years then you have to eat less than your hunger no uh, and uh, uh, and you have to be physically moving and you have to socialize so covid gives a lot of folks now who are friends and families uh, oh, yeah. and uh, it's good to be you know and we're like you know take it badhiya bahut koi dikkat nahi so i think uh, and god was kind as there was uh, we did were positive but no casualty happened in our house uh, so we are very grateful to god for that reason and i said financial losses are very small in terms of personal losses you know so so i have my heart goes out to all the people who suddenly had that thing so i was like what you know money is very small when it comes to things we'll always make it again so i think uh, it was a learning period it was a uh, it was uh, something to introspect on life moved on from there. talking about life i'll start with you three life lessons that you would like to leave us with sushmita you have to think beyond yourself uh, once you start doing that uh, it becomes beautiful uh, once you start uh, not worrying about people around you know but if you start like living with them and uh, uh, start sharing your dreams with them so here i would call as like Uh, when so we are at the farm right now, all the didis and the bhaiyas who work with us, there is no attrition rate. Uh, people don't leave us; they stay with us. You know, they learn from us. And today they have mobiles. Uh, you know, they have bike. They have a pakka house. I don't know if a pakka house is a indicator of a great success, but they have a pakka house. So uh, makes us very happy because you know we went beyond ourselves and suddenly think about it. You know, Thanura Haveli is not even a village I I was aware of in my life, but today. those folks are my family and the people who work in my uh, store are my family and i think uh, be thinking beyond my own uh, life has helped me uh, to my bit of it uh, to be happy i think the second life lesson would be do not worry too much you know one step at a time you know one one day at a time you should have a long term goal where you are going you know i'm not saying that uh, be a wanderlust and you know uh, enjoy yourself and do not uh, be conscious be aware you know of what you are doing and be courageous do not uh, the safety is a very covid taught us safety is a very uh, false uh, uh, thing that we have that you know if i have this much money i'm safe if i have a house which is i'm safe no you're not safe you're you know you're you're vulnerable so do not try to be too safe also take that courage enjoy what you're doing you know and third is if you have more than what you need you need to share as simple as that so and if you share you're going to be happy and if you share you're going to have lots of friends lots of friends lots of you <laughs> yeah, absolutely so that's where you are and you have people who are very very so today i i see families who could not have to go to distress migration from village to urban areas and be neighbors there 
they have they continue to have their farms they work with us so they are not agricultural laborers they are staff the people likhna padhna aata hai they are taking care of the processing center they do the uh, diary entries they do so we are blessed that we got an opportunity to you know help others as we helped ourselves you know it's not that i am living in the poverty right now but i make sure that when i am moving ahead uh, you know in my life socially um, financially i'm also moving ahead with other folks who are working with me and that is the beautiful part of it you know if i was moving and i would have bought a bmw by now i would have i would have bought it for me and my son but when i see that you know i bike i have a royal enfield 650 so one of our uh, farmer um, just staff who was with us he bought a pulsar and he says madam aap chala ke dekho na aap to bike chalate ho kaisa lagta hai so he has this pride on you know she will drive my bike so meri behan ki shaadi pe aana yeah whatever they do they kind of inform and you know uh, then they discuss ye wala phone lena hai kya there is a joy that you know they are moving forward and they do not see us as capitalist people who wants to take them as agriculture laborers and you know you're just a labor with us no and we consider each like right now from the driver from the didis who pack didis who make the dal the people who are irrigating our fields with us and everybody they are all a part of the team you know we have no hierarchy we have nothing we sit together and we work and we are growing together the beautiful part of it so that growing together is a lot of joy that brings it wow okay so that should your three life lessons you know whatever you are doing you know you should ensure that that step is not going to damage nature it's like Uh, whenever we go out, whenever we go for holiday, or whenever you you know stepping out during the day, we ensure that our house is clean and proper, so that at least when we come back, it's in 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 order. Uh, my point is when I, when we will leave this this earth, we should ensure that you know it's it's there for other generations to come also, and it's not just generation of human beings. You know, it should be there for all other creatures around, from microbes to you know lions and giraffes and zebras and earthworms and all the beetles and everything you know uh, and and we will be pretty stupid most of the time the thinking that this this is you know this everything is for our disposal then that is not right you have to start thinking beyond yourself and yourself that it's it's not just you individually it is beyond humanity you know then only you will be considered human because human beings are the only one who have uh, so much power to think and create things so there is lot of responsibility and you cannot just uh, damage the entire thing and just leave and be very selfish about it so that is one thing that we should be doing and i often tell sushmita and talk to sushmita about you know every every new uh, new thing that we get it it comes from here only right be it from mining section or be it being created in some factory or something you know it is coming from this earth only and if it is coming from earth you are definitely damaging something it should be like minimal damage you know the cows don't damage entire uh, grassland altogether you know they are fertilizing also the entire thing all the time fortunately we are humans and we have that kind of brain and opportunity we should take care of that and act accordingly that is one thing second thing like sushmita also mentioned this during the conversation that you know we our education was not barrier for what we were doing education should liberate you it should not put you in confinement where you are not able to do things you know if if you have the opportunity of going to the best of schools and colleges uh you know i appreciate investment bankers i i really do i wanted to be an investment banker sometime point point in life they did great job but at the same time you know if you have this opportunity of getting educated from best of schools in the world 
then you should ensure that you add value to this this humanity you know this planet you cannot just uh, thinking that you know you come from iim so is it making sense for me to just you know lift a bag of uh, of loki and take it to the mandi and sell it among those people and third thing is if you have the eye and if you are able to see things closely in and 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 if you if you are in senses then i think you will find beauty and intelligence everywhere right i have learned and i learn every single day so i learn learn from people who work with us on the farm i i learn from the person uh, to whom i took first loki produced and thought okay i've just too much of loki will go waste in two days let me go and sell it in the mandi and get me get experience also i learn so much there you know how these people sell things and what all this uh, uh, farming pain and uh, that why why a farmer go through so much of pain and uh, trauma all his life the solutions are simple you know and my point is you should always have your eye open and learn from things and if you are learning and you losing your egos you will be able to add a lot of value again to in whatever small or large doesn't matter i mean you you should be in a position to do that i think those are the three things and the most important be very wise personal or professional life to choose your partner <laughs> that was the investment i had man so when sushman is like she's like why why what's wrong with you man why 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 you had to go through all this i thought, i mean this happened i think uh, some point in time and i saw that you know okay living life is different but if i have to live my life with a miserable person or maybe yeah. i am with her or you know in some point in time doesn't make sense think about it i mean you may be rich tomorrow maybe you lose your wealth tomorrow you you'd never know but if you are losing your wealth with a person whom you don't really like to hang out with and if you are not with friends with and if you if you are making money with somebody whom again you don't like or uh, not able to fine tune with i think everything is waste every moment is waste there so she was the biggest investment i had and in sushmita as well both of you were very fortunate god was kind and oh, god put you of you uh, together and yeah. touch wood may your partnership continue and may you blossom and bloom to create the change that you're doing in this world honored to have you on you and i with rashmi shetty a pleasure meeting and talking to both of you thank you so much absolutely grateful thanks for calling us thank you with that we come to the end of this weekly quest of you and i with rashmi shetty do let us know if you know people who make the world beautiful write in to rashmi dot the third i at gmail dot com. That is r a s h m i dot t h e t h i r d e y e at gmail dot com. Come, let's explore this amazing world together, both you and I.